Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. exclusively on the Believe Podcast Network, San Diego's number one sports podcast network. I'm your co-host here again, Ryan Poole. Alongside me is former Aztec, Andrew Preston, co-host. Great to have you on the show, Andrew. Great to be here, Ryan. Uh, Thanks for having me on the show. I'm happy to be part of the Believe San Diego State podcast. Um, You know, it's, it's always awesome to look back at your alma mater and um, be able to contribute and, and talk about and be a not only be a fan, but, you know, just be a, a supporter of uh, San Diego State Aztec football. And, um, you know, just give a little bit of intro on myself. So 2010 was my last year at San Diego State. Uh, that was kind of a, a great culmination yeah. of my career there. We uh, we went through some some tough times and. 2006 through 2008, uh, I was recruited by Chuck Long. Um, but when coach Hoke, Brady Hoke and Rocky came in and coach Wellman, our strength and conditioning coach, they really turned our program around. And, uh, 2010 was a really special year. I I have such fond memories of that year. We went nine and four, um, won the poinsettia bowl against Navy. Oh yeah. And great game for sure. No, it was that was a tough Navy team too. Oh, they yeah, were, they always play tough for sure. It's always hard to play those military academies, and Rocky always does a really good job of scheming up new new defenses to play against them because we don't run anything that we run during the season. We basically gotcha. come up with a we come up with a brand new defense to scheme against military academies. So because because you you, you can't run your normal three three five against that type of offense. Yeah. They're a really run heavy type team. Right. So exactly. And, um, a lot of misdirection. Um, but it, you know, it was a tight game. I remember that week, my entire family flew out. I'm originally from Denver, Colorado, and my whole family flew out and it rained all week. I don't know if you remember that. Uh huh. Yep. And, uh, Qualcomm, uh, was, was flooded at the time. They had to, they had to bring in a bunch of trucks and pump out water so that the game could be played. Um, but no, that was it was a great year, 2010. We uh, had four really, really close losses: Missouri, BYU, Utah, and TCU. And um, you know, if it wasn't for those losses, we we definitely could have played in. You know, I think that I mean, if we could have potentially been in the New Year's Day Bowl, obviously, uh, yeah. we had, biggest bowl we, in Aztec history, probably. <laughs> always hindsight's twenty twenty. Exactly. Know? Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that but was we had, a magical season, definitely. We had some great players. I mean, Lindley was our quarterback. We had Ronnie Hillman. He had a breakout season. Gavin Escobar playing tight end. Vincent Brown. DeMarco Sampson at wide receiver. Um, and then on defense, we had Miles Burris, Nat Burhey, Leanne McFadden, uh, Jerome Long, just to name a few guys. And um, Luke, or, uh, Marcus Yarbrough. Just really solid team. And hats off to... Brady Hoke and Coach Wellman for bringing us together and and coming up with that 
you know, that victory, mm-hmm. but it's really a testament to show what Rocky has been able to do because Rocky has been able to ri- ride that wave from that 2010 season and consistently churn out winning teams. You know, we're playing for championship games and we're, we're trying to get 10 win seasons. So nice. it's, uh, you know, it's great to be a San Diego state football fan. Unfortunately, uh, last week wasn't great, but yeah. it's still, you know, we, we go with them. No matter if they win or lose, you know, always got to support, <laughs> support the Aztecs, of course. But yeah, exactly. So yeah, I know the season's coming close to the end. We got about three games left, and uh, a bowl game probably in our future as well. So four total. And uh, just want to uh, say you're going to be with them um, with me these uh, last four uh, games, <laughs> and so so I'm glad to be able to have to like talk to someone. I've been tired of talking to myself this whole time, so <laughs> and uh, enjoy uh, the conversations. Definitely, definitely. Always, uh, always good to go back and forth and uh, have someone else to bounce some ideas off of. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I guess like the last time we talked in this podcast was uh, the big uh, win against Wyoming, which was a, a great home win for the Aztecs. And uh, I believe after that, we had a couple road games at San Jose, at UNLV, and won both those real close battles. And then, uh, of course, this past weekend, when we were ranked, what, 24th in the AP polls, and uh, yep. it didn't, didn't turn out too well for us. It's tough, man. I mean, you look at those games versus Wyoming, at San Jose State, at UNLV. They're tough. We're we're playing really, really tight games. Oh, yeah, and definitely. That's, that's a lot of pressure going into those games, and you come out victorious. Um, really, even go back to that that Colorado state game. That was, that was decently close. Mm-hmm. And, um, this is just my theory just from being on teams and knowing the ebbs and flows of seasons. It's a lot of pressure. I think that the ranking definitely added some pressure on the team. Or, I agree. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're not, it's, it's not something that we're used to. Um, I, we've been ranked a few times, but you know, not consistently. Yeah. And, um, the team, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not at practices, uh, so I'm, I, I don't really get the feel for what the team feels. But just from an outsider's opinion, I'm guessing the team put a little bit too much pressure on themselves. And um, you know, you play, you play four tight, tight ball games in a row, and then you get ranked in the top twenty-five. Pressure, yeah, the pressure definitely can, can kind of get to you. Yeah, exactly. Like when uh, Nevada coming into San Diego. They were 17-point underdogs actually coming into this game, which I thought was pretty big. That was but, uh, crazy. It was crazy, right? Like, uh, and I, I know the Aztecs were ranked 24 at the time. They were coming off a solid four-game win streak. But 17 points is a lot in college football, especially in the Mountain West. That's huge. So, I, had, uh, I had friends of mine who were like, are you going to bet on this game? Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> I, I thought about it. I, I hate betting on teams that I like, though. Uh, Michigan, yeah, exactly. Michigan and San Diego State, I try to stay away from those because I'm too invested. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, so, I didn't bet on it either. It's yeah. uh, it's but, uh, it's a recipe for disaster. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So the Aztecs actually ended up losing seventeen to thirteen, only putting up thirteen points against that Nevada defense was kind of definitely underwhelming for the Aztecs. But disappointing, um, yeah. disappointing as a fan. Yeah, exactly. I, I thought they were going to be able to run the ball better, and um, I was actually looking over some of these stats, trying to like figure out like. How did the Aztecs lose to Nevada? Looking at the team stats, I always like judge games by like three categories. 
usually in, in the team stats, if you can get these three categories and win them, you have a high percentage of winning the game. That's total yardage, which the Aztecs were, were favored in that with 309 to 226. The turnover margin, if you're plus in that, that's always great. But uh, they both had one interception, so they're equal. Then also time of possession, which the Aztecs this whole season have really dominated, time of possession. Uh, they had uh, the ball 32 minutes and 19 seconds to Nevada's 27 minutes and 41. So looking at that, you, you would think maybe the Aztecs would come away with a win here. But uh, it just, right. sometimes the numbers just don't add up. But It's, it's tough. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of coaches look at games like that as well, it, I, whether it's, you know, the Sunday Sunday or Monday meetings where the whole team gets together and you kind of look at the game and you say, you know, this is what we did total yardage wise. This is what we did turnover wise. Um, and you look at a couple categories and just like you said, you have a couple, you have a few that you look at to see who's going to win that game and coaches have the same thing. And exactly. sometimes you just, you, you can't kind of, you can't put a finger on what exactly it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I just think either it's pressure or um, maybe that bye week. Sometimes bye weeks, you never know. Yeah, they can be good and bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. You can kind of lose lose that momentum that you had going into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of overthink things. And, uh, you know, Nevada, hats off to them. Yeah, you yeah. Know, they came into San Diego. Yep. And they they played a great game. And, yeah, they, they've had a couple bad losses. But they've still, they've also had some pretty good wins. I mean, they yeah. beat Purdue to start the season off, and yep. mm-hmm. they're they're six and four, yeah, right? Nothing to yeah, nothing to be mad about there. It's a solid winning season, bowl eligible. So, so yeah, they're they're not a not a bad team, and it's you know, like I said, you you play so many of those close games mm-hmm. week after week, and you're bound to you're bound to lose one. Yeah, exactly for sure, but um. One key, key statistic that I saw that was kind of like un, un-Aztec-like was the Aztecs did have nine uh, penalties for 79 yards, which usually Rocky Long, he keeps a pretty like solid ship, like not too many uh, penalties and stuff like that. And the thing with those penalties, they came at crucial crucial downs. Uh, I, I know uh, I was watching the game, and uh, there was a couple third downs where uh, there was a holding call on a, a cornerback that like uh, let the Nevada get a first down. And a couple of those penalties just kill you down the stretch. Those kill you. Those are, you know, the ones where on our defense, they're, they help the offense's drive extend. It extends their drive. Mm-hmm. Or on offense, you know, if we get a holding and it, it just kind of it stops our drive from getting any momentum. And those are those, uh, those penalties. Yeah, they'll come up on the box score, but they won't say exactly the moments when yeah, they happen. Exactly. And you know, football is such a momentum game. And when you, you make a good play here and there, but then it gets called back because of, because of a penalty, it, it kills you. Yep. Yep. Those are always tough. But um, now uh, just taking a look at some of the individual statistics I was pulling out for the Aztecs offense, Ryan Agnew, actually, he probably had his worst game of the year. He's been pretty solid all year. Not, nothing too like crazy good, but bad. He's just been a solid game manager. But uh, this was his uh, worst, actually, quarterback rating for the year, which was at a 25.8. He was 18-35 uh, for 196 yards and one interception. So, you know, not quite the game we expected, but... Um, 
Yeah. Tough, tough to win like that. Yeah. You know, it's you, tough to win any game when your quarterback play hasn't quite lived up to the, to the hype in that one. Exactly. And that's, that's kind of where you need a, a kick return to the house or yeah, a, a pick six. Yeah. That would be very nice. Some, some game changing play to really put you over the top. And unfortunately, San Diego State just didn't have one of those. Yeah, you know, so the often and our run game didn't quite get going either. I believe there was like about 39 attempts for 113 yards, which only averages uh, just about three yards per carry. So that's yeah. like your classic Aztec uh, ground game. Tough to win. Tough to win like that. But, you know, like I said, hats off to Nevada yeah. and San Diego State. We never get blown out. We're always in tight games. Um, And it was a tight game. Unfortunately, they just, they came up on top. Yeah, exactly. And we know that our defense always shows up no matter what. And you, you were on defense for the Aztecs, so you know, and uh, yeah, there are some great statistics looking at the defensive side. We held Nevada to two and 12 on third downs. So that's, that's amazing. That's phenomenal. Like you see that and you're like, wow. And then uh, another statistic that I just like blew my mind, the, uh, Nevada Wolfpack, they only had 28 uh, rushing attempts for 29 yards. <laughs> so about one it, yard per rush. So exactly. the, the defense did their part. Oh, yeah. For sure. Hands down. And led because by uh, Kahave Tazino had another great game. I believe beast. he had about nine tackles, a sack, a couple tackle for losses. He, he's, he's one of my favorite players on defense. And I see him playing on Sundays next year. I've, I've said it multiple times on this podcast, but. He's, I think he's a real deal. That guy's a beast. Yeah. He's, uh, he's the real deal. And you just look at his stats. He's kind of got those, those miles burst type statistics where he's getting sacks, tackles, tackles for loss, mm-hmm. you know, getting close to double digit total tackles in games. Yeah. And he's just all over the field. Yeah. He and plays sideline to sideline. He's got the speed. He's a game wrecker. Yep. Yep. It's, it's fun to have that type of player on your uh, defense, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, Aztecs lose, but still very solid on the year. Only the second loss of the year, which is good. So we can't be too mad about that. Seven and two, four and two <laughs> in conference play. So, yeah, still still first place in the West. Yeah, exactly. And really control your own destiny for that uh, conference uh, championship game. So, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So like, looking at the standings right now, we got the Aztecs in the West first at four and two. Right behind them is Hawaii and Nevada, both at three and three. Fresno State, who we got coming in uh, this uh, actually tomorrow night, Friday night. Yeah, forget it. Yeah, it's on Friday. Week, so, uh, <laughs> Friday night lights. Yeah, you know exactly. Bring back the high school days. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're two and three. So honestly, that the Aztecs, you win two games and you're pretty much locked in for the West. So yeah, too. So I mean, just like you said, control your own destiny. Yeah, and um, they've got a they've got a tough stretch coming up. You yeah. know, Fresno's. Not an easy game by any means. Oh, not at all. Uh-huh. Luck- luckily, we don't have to go to Fresno and we got them at home. Yeah, that, that's um, a huge, huge benefit there. You know, hopefully the San Diego San Diego State faithful will come out and, and really support support those Aztecs. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I was just checking because uh, it is starting to be like rivalry week coming up in like college football. All the big rivalry games are coming over the next couple weeks. And actually, this game is a rivalry. It's called the Oil Can <laughs> game so uh it started back in 2011 i guess and the trophy series uh fresno actually leads five to three during the oil can trophy which is what they call it since 2011 but 
The overall meetings against uh, Fresno State, Aztecs do do hold the lead there, 29, 25, and 4. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty close, pretty almost like an even 50-50 split in the history of these two teams. So You know, kind of similar, I don't know exactly history, but just like similar programs. Fresno State's always been solid, has churned out a lot of NFL prospects, and same thing with San Diego State. So it's that in-state California rivalry. Yeah, always and, fun. Um, I never got a chance to play against Fresno because they were in the WAC when we yep. were in the Mountain West. Um, but, um, you know, anytime you get to play against another school from California, that's a, that's a battle. Yeah, definitely. So it should be a, should be a good game coming in uh, tomorrow night. And uh, looking at Fresno as a team, uh, they, they, they can put up some points. Uh, overall, their points per game, 34 <laughs> points per game. And they allow 32 points per game, so uh, it could we could see a, a nice high-scoring game maybe for once uh, here with the Aztecs, you know, <laughs> a little shootout. I don't know. I don't know if San Diego State's defense will allow that. That's but, true. That's true. But yeah. it it would be fun to to see them both kind of light up the scoreboard. Yeah. So yeah, because <laughs> Aztecs defense they only allow about 14 points per game. So let's cut that uh, points per game for Fresno right in half would be nice. So. You know, Fresno, looking at their schedule, um, they've played some really, really tight games. Mm-hmm. You look at from the start of their season, they they lose a close one to USC. They lose to Minnesota in double overtime. You know, Minnesota's yeah, just, they just had a huge eight. game, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, they lose to Air Force 43-24. Air Force is a great team. You got to play at Colorado, oh. Colorado Springs. That's tough. Yeah. Lose a close one to Colorado State. Win a really close one to, to Hawaii, forty-one to thirty-eight. Yep. I mean, Hawaii's been off the charts this year, and yep. then lose a super close one to Utah State, thirty-seven thirty-five. But like you said, very high-scoring games. Yeah, all high-scoring games for them. And uh, so yeah, so we know their offense can put up some points. So that uh, defense is going to have uh, their their work cut out for them. Definitely, but, definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. It should be a really good game. I mean. Because Fresno, as well, they they control their own destiny as well. So if, yeah, if, if they, they can keep winning, they can sneak right in. You know, exactly. So, so this is a this is a big game. It's going to be a big test to see how San Diego State uh, responds to adversity. Yep, they, they did a good job earlier on in the season when they lost to Utah State and you know came back and won four in a row. So yep, I I just from my own. Uh, experience with Rocky, I know that um, he's going to get those guys very ready for this game. And, um, you know, I, I'm expecting a San Diego State win. I agree with you. I'm, I'm totally on it. It looks like the spread actually opened up as only a minus one So for the Aztecs. So pretty much a pick em game. But I, I believe in Rocky. It's going to get that team ready after a tough loss. And um, one key matchup I'm really uh, interested in watching is Fresno State, their junior running back, Ronnie Rivers, he's a, he's a pretty good back. He's a stud. They average about like 177 yards on the ground. And uh, the Aztecs' defense only allows 65 rushing yards. So that's going to be a fun matchup to watch. Oh, yeah. And you know you know, Rocky's going to be scheming to stop that run. That's yeah. always his, uh, his MO. He wants to stop the run game. Um, that's kind of first and foremost. You stop the run and make the team one-dimensional and – then you can start dialing up some of those blitzes from the three, three, five defense. And hopefully our guys on the outside are able to stick, stick to their men pretty tight and uh, get a couple, 
get a couple turnovers. Oh, yeah, that's been solid. Uh, over the whole season, every game that the Aztecs have won, they have also won the turnover battle. So and, the, and that's the, huge. That's huge. Yeah, and the, the game against Utah State, they lost that one by one turnover. And then, of course, this last week it was even. So, yeah, it looks like that might be a, a good uh, good thing to look for, for sure, win that turnover yeah, battle. I think just, you know, looking at the way that our offense has performed over this season, we need, we need some of those game-changing plays from special teams or from defense to get our offense going. Yeah. And um, it just kind of gives a little spark and – and gives us that that extra edge because I think you know our defense is really the strength of this team. Oh, for sure. And then also our, our offense, if we can finish off drives for touchdowns, is real nice. Like I exactly. love our kicker. Our kicker's been great this year. The the redshirt freshman Matt Ariza, he's been he's been amazing. Him. Yeah, I believe he's I think, uh, only missed two field goals all year. So. Yeah, and I think he's been conference special teams player of the week. Yeah, at least two or three five, times yeah. I think. Hmm. So, so no, it's it's amazing to have a kicker that you can rely on in college. Oh, it's uh, so nice. It's not it it's not a normal thing. Yeah. So especially when the Aztecs just had a great one last year in John Barron. Exactly. So, so exactly. You, usually, when you lose a great one, you don't think you're going to get a great one right back, and it looks like they might have one for the next uh, year, a uh, couple years or so. You know, not not a bad school to be a specialist at. You know, yeah. If I <laughs> right. if I was a if I was a long snapper, yeah. And a kicker or a punter, San Diego State yep. would be on the top of my uh, on the top of my schools list. Oh, exactly. We had when I was at San Diego State, we played. We had two two long snappers uh-huh. who went to the NFL. One got drafted. His name is Tyler Schmidt. Uh-huh. He played for the Seahawks for a few years, and then Aaron Brewer. He uh, he was a scholarship guy, and he ended up getting picked up as a free agent by the Broncos, and was won a Super Bowl with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you, if you're a specialist, you want to be in Southern California and you want to go to school in San Diego. Oh, yeah. Not like, a bad place to be. You can't really beat <laughs> the weather, right? So exactly. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, being a, being a kicker, that weather is nice. So it always helps. Out. Exactly. But um, nice, yeah. So yeah, so this Friday night, I believe a uh, kickoff at what six thirty or seven? I'm not quite sure. I think seven o'clock pregame three thir- uh, six thirty. So for uh, the Fresno State Bulldogs to come into I guess San Diego County Credit Union Stadium now. I always, I always call it Qualcomm. I can never remember. So, hey, I'm excited for that new stadium. That's um, going to be awesome. I cannot wait for that because I've been to Qualcomm or San Diego County Credit so many times, and let's just say it's not too nice. You know, it's not the best stadium. You know, it's 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 kind of an unfortunate deal because if we get thirty to forty thousand at a at a game, yeah. That's a really good crowd. Oh, that's an amazing crowd. That's a you know that's that's a great crowd. Mm-hmm. But in Qualcomm or in San Diego County Credit Union Stadium, yeah, it's uh, it just feels dead, and there's nothing that the, that the guys can can do about it. You know they they were seven and one heading into the game last week, and I think we had twenty seven thousand at the game. Yeah, which is a decent crowd, you know. But uh, in that stadium, it just looks empty because it's so yeah, and it. It, there's no excuse for this, but um, it, it kind of almost takes your energy out of you to a certain extent as a player. Oh yeah, that makes total sense to me for sure. It's it's kind of a strange thing. Like when we would play at Utah, 
they had maybe a 40,000 seat stadium, maybe, maybe 45, uh-huh. but that stadium was fully packed for every game. And you really felt the energy of that stadium. And, um, you can't get that at Qualcomm with, with 30,000 in a 70,000 seat stadium. No, definitely not. But, you know, hats off to our guys for, for battling out there, you know, no matter what, no matter what the stadium environment is, you're always going to give it your all. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, in a couple of years when that new stadium is built, it's going to be really exciting to, to go to San Diego state football games and, and have more of an intimate experience. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I know that, like what you were saying with the new stadium coming in, and then I don't, I don't know quite when they're going to break ground, but SDSUS is going to be something special for sure. Oh yeah, and I think you know for for fans like us and alumni, you're gonna you're gonna really want to go down to the games and be a part of it. And I think you know for one reason or another, Qualcomm just doesn't or SDC CCU Stadium just so hard to say. It doesn't have that environment quite yeah, yet. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the new stadium, but for now we still got to support, support our guys and try to get to as many games as we can. Exactly. For sure. I like that. But, um, yeah, Friday so, night lights, it's going to be fun. Friday night. There we go. Friday night lights. The oil can trophy is on the line. So <laughs> exactly. Got to get that oil, oil can back can. in San Diego. Right. So, got to. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> like talking about rivalry. So, College football, that's why I love college. I, like, I love the NFL, but honestly, college football is my number one. I'll take it over NFL all day. And the big reason is for all the college rivalries. You can't really beat these rivalries. I'm just uh, – do you have any like favorite rivalry other than any Aztec one that you always like to watch or follow that you look forward to every year? Yeah, so there's a few rivalries that I always pay close attention to. Um, first, uh, you and I have the same um, – common fandom yeah my my mom's from michigan yeah so i grew up watching michigan football and michigan ohio state i think is the ultimate rivalry game 100 percent agree for sure yeah i mean that the history that they have in those two schools unfortunately for michigan it's it's been pretty one-sided over the last what decade or so yeah it has been you know the urban meyer era has been pretty tough on us exactly yeah but um other than that uh i also i grew up in colorado so when i was a kid colorado nebraska was a big rivalry oh yeah that's a fun one Mm -hmm. unfortunately since you know uh nebraska went to the big 10 that they don't play each other every year anymore and um that's something that i'm we're trying to i think figure out or san diego state's trying to figure out is who is our rival like is it Fresno State? Yeah. Is it UNLV? Is it San Jose State? Or is it BYU? Yeah, you I know, know, right? It used to be BYU back when they were in our conference and stuff, but it's kind of hard to have that rival outside of the conference. Exactly. Yeah, so, exactly. And yeah, I agree. I, it's tough in football. I don't, I don't quite know who's the number one rival for the Aztecs. But like you said, college football is so special because of the history and, and the rivalries that, that, are, out, that are out there. Um, and I think, you know, we've got a couple games that are almost rivalry-esque coming up with Fresno and Brigham Young. Oh, um, I know. I cannot wait for that BYU game. I'm definitely going to be there for that same, one. So, same. Yeah. So, what, are, what are your favorite rivalry games? Uh, well, of course, you, you spoke of the best one, the game. They call it Michigan versus Ohio mm-hmm. State. But uh, this weekend, Michigan's in another great rivalry uh, with Michigan State. Our, our little brother, as Mike Hart would say, 
2007, <laughs> Paul Bunyan's trophy. So yep. um, that's always one of my favorites. And then um, uh, my mom's side of the family is all from the Midwest, like Wisconsin, Minnesota. So Paul Bunyan's axe is, yep. uh, is always a fun one. And then one of my all-time favorite ones, Army-Navy. Army-Navy oh, is yeah. one of the most fun games to watch just because of the, both the offenses that they run. Uh, I did the triple option, the all that fun. Oh, it's just beautiful. It's a classic. Yeah, and it's like watching football in like the 20s and 30s. Exactly, exactly. And it's you know, just so much history, like like I said before. And I think that's what is so special about college college sports in general, yeah. especially college football. And these, you know, you got families from generation to generation to generation that go to that specific university for a reason. Yep. And um, I think that's what brings a lot of fans to games is that history and that generation, generational, um, you know, history from family to family. Yeah, getting it passed down from each generation. Exactly. And you're not going to have a Michigan move out of Michigan, you know, like uh, how the Chargers did to us here in San Diego. So we don't have to worry about that. Yeah, that'll never happen. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, no, it's real exciting time for college football with it coming up and uh, all that stuff. So let's uh, let's tail back into like the Fresno State game. What what would you? uh, What's one of your uh, bold predictions? If so, if if you had to give one bold prediction for uh, tomorrow night's game, Aztecs Fresno State. Who you looking for on the Aztecs to have a big game? I'm gonna look at you know I, it, I'm not making uh, anything too crazy, but I want to see Ryan Agnew throw for 200 yards. Ooh, you know that would be, I'm, I'm happy with that if that can happen. That'd Ryan be Ag- nice. Ryan Agnew is gonna come out. He's gonna respond from uh, you know tough game against Nevada. Yep, and I think he's gonna put the team on his shoulders and throw for 200. Nice. All right. I, I, if that happens, I, I really uh, <laughs> that would be good. You know. How about you? You know, um, uh, for me. One of my favorite players coming in this year was, of course, senior running back at Juwan Washington. He's kind of been hurt pretty much all season with the ankle injury early in the week one. And hasn't so really tough. Had that. So tough playing with injuries. Yeah, really tough playing with injuries. So he's coming off of a 12-carry, 18-yard performance against Nevada. And that, that's not Juwan Washington at all. He, didn't, he only had one catch for zero yards. And so uh, I, I'm feeling – Hopefully, as long as he's healthy, I haven't really quite checked on his health status, but I believe I believe he's going to be all right and play. I'm going for like 120 total scrimmage yards, so that's that's what I would like to see from Juwan Washington. I like that, and I think uh, if you know 40 of those yards can be in the air, yep, that's going to help Agnew out a lot. Exactly, get that 200 yards up right there. So exactly, uh, so awesome, yeah. That's, so tomorrow night. Huge, huge game for the Aztecs. You pretty much win this game, and uh, you're really controlling your destiny, like we were saying, for that Mountain West uh, Conference uh, Championship game. Yeah, they've, they've really got a uh, couple couple tough weeks ahead. I mean, yeah. hopefully they don't – I don't think that they're going to look ahead, and maybe that's another thing why they, they lost to Nevada. They were looking ahead to the Fresno game. Yeah, that's but, um, good. I didn't really think about that for sure. You know, you got Fresno, then at Hawaii. Uh, always fun to go to Hawaii for a game, and then BYU. It's kind of a, it's like a trap game almost. It's like yeah. doesn't really matter conference wise, but it matters for our record, obviously. Oh, yeah. and, and also, you want to beat BYU, especially with the, the Aztecs basketball team. Actually, last Saturday went to Provo and beat the BYU. So always great to, to beat BYU. Always great to beat BYU for sure. 
I don't know why, but they were always the most hated team. <laughs> yep, I can see that for sure. But um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, but, and then we didn't really look at the, the Mountain Division real quick. We got Boise State undefeated, of course, five and zero in the conference. But then Air Force and Utah State are both both four and one. So they're going to have a big uh, kind of close uh, Mountain uh, Mountain Division rival right there. And we is it every Mountain West every year has a conference championship game, correct? Yeah, yeah. So okay, so yeah, I mean it's a toss up. Utah State is a great team. Air Force is always always consistently good. I yeah. mean, I, I I can't remember the last time they had a losing season. And then um, Boise, same thing. They're so consistent. Yeah, I believe so. they're still ranked uh, what sixteen or seventeen in the nation. So yeah. They're always I mean, a very solid team. I hope, I really hope that San Diego State wins championship game and improve ourselves against whoever wins the Mountain. Because um, I really think this is a the Mountain West is an underrated conference, and I've heard it from former coaches of mine who have have gone on to other schools in the Big Ten or the ACC or the Big Twelve, and they've all said that the Mountain West is a is a really really good football conference and it doesn't get enough credit nationally yep mm-hmm. but, so you know it'll be i mean even wyoming look at wyoming how how tough they were yeah they're they're a tough team mm-hmm. you know there's there aren't really any easy wins out there look at look at our our game against unlv that was that was a tough one i know right they they played people pretty tough so yeah the mountain west definitely I, i'm with you it's what for me it's one of the best of the group of five I would put us up against any group of five uh, conference for sure. A hundred percent. I think it, it's the uh, American is that American Athletic Conference. That's another good one. Yeah, that's I mean, a you got solid one. Basically. You got Cincy. You got UCF. Yep. Um, you've got uh, SMU and Memphis who have been playing lights out, yeah, and you've got Navy. Yep. All very solid so, teams. I, I would kind of. I would. That would be kind of fun to do a American. Uh, athletic conference versus Mountain West conference, and just see match them up. There we go. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think they're pretty comparable. I mean, you've, they've got Navy, we've got Air Force. Yep. Um, I, I don't think they have one team that's specifically kind of like a Boise State, mm-hmm. but maybe UCF is getting getting to be that to like that, or Cincinnati SMU is not yeah. historically that great, but yeah, but they've been really good this year for sure. But, no, I, I watched that SMU Memphis game. Did you? Did yeah, you? Take yeah, a look I was at watching that? that game too. And also, uh, I feel like something happened with the spread. That I, I was betting on that game. It was <laughs> all right. It was SMU. It was SMU uh, plus six, I believe, or minus six. But uh, they ended up going for two, which meant no, like it didn't make any sense because they would have been if they would just kicked the extra point, they would have been down seven. So still one score. But they went for two. I, I swear someone's playing with that spread, you know, over the yeah. SMU because it made the spread push instead of uh, Memphis winning. So Definitely. Yeah, I was watching <laughs> that game very closely, actually. So, <laughs> How did you end up doing? You're not as good. You know, I ended up pushing. So, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it, it's, yeah, it was an f- entertaining game. A high offense, so. For sure. Yeah, a for lot, sure. And a I lot think different than the Mountain West. That's so. uh that's something San Diego State, I feel like, hasn't done since the aircraft days. Yeah. Had that kind of high-octane offense. We've yeah. always, I think ever since uh, Coach Hope came in and, and Coach Long, it's been 
defense, very defense oriented yeah, and, and, run, and the game, run the ball, run the ball. Right. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe this, this week, hopefully that bold prediction of Agnew going for 200 plus, there we go. it's going like to, it. it's going to come true. All right. You know, I'm all for that. All for that for sure. And hopefully <laughs> an ASEC victory go five and two in the conference, eight and two overall two games left to go. That'd be, that would be pretty, pretty, pretty nice going to the exactly. final stretch. But, Big uh, 10. Awesome, man. Well, uh, I felt this was a, you know, good first uh, podcast, you know, felt, yeah. felt strong. So I think uh, we did pretty good. I mean, considering it's the first one. Yeah. First time we've interacted. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I really enjoyed, uh, you know, just talking shop, a little football, hearing about your uh, time. And the, and then that was a time when I was watching the Aztecs real closely too. Back in that 2009, 2010 couple of years for you. But, uh, yeah, we had we had some fun guys, uh, fun guys to watch on our teams. Yeah, man. yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I followed uh, Ryan Lindley's career pretty well. Uh, yeah, knowing him from like my childhood and stuff like that. So it's always cool to see someone that you grew up with excel. You know, at a I mean, at the level. Just think about the guys that he had. Think about his receivers. Oh, he had so many. And he got to throw too. Yeah. Um, his junior year, yeah. Vince Brown, Demarco Sampson, Gavin Escobar. Yeah. Ronnie Hillman out of the backfield. I mean, yes. all NFL guys. All NFL guys for sure. So, yeah, that, that team was super talented. But awesome. Well, uh, you know, that's, uh, I guess, week 12 uh, is coming up for the San Diego State Aztecs. And uh, thanks for listening to the Believe in San Diego State Football podcast. I am Ryan Poole along with me, Andrew Preston. And, uh, you know, let's go Aztecs. Go Aztecs, baby. Yep, let's I go. Believe, I believe that we will win. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. Let's baby. go, boys. All right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.